Thank you for listening to Let the Right Films In, your podcast on the IMDb 250, but not this week. No, we try. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Kayla St. Ange, joined by my co-host, Tyler Hannon. Hi. Lauren, unfortunately, could not be with us tonight because she has important superstar poet things to do. Mm-hmm. So we decided to throw together this impromptu non-IMDb 250 episode about movies that we are excited about that are coming out this year. Because the IMDb has not yet disappointed us by not putting them on a list because they don't exist yet. So really we can't hold it against them yet. But I look forward to doing so. That's true. So just some housekeeping issues right up at the top. We'll be back after this episode with the promised Memento episode with Lauren. We have a couple of interesting episodes in the pipeline in the future some extensions on some of our 2017 year-end picks so keep an eye out for that or an ear i guess an ear not an eye because it's a podcast yeah we have to see it pop up on their phone or their podcast player of their choice so that's true Mm -hmm. all right so today's formatting is going to be super fun we're going to go through some things that we are well okay I, i think we are jointly excited for all of these but we have chosen a couple of movies that are going to be our dual picks and then we've each gone through and selected a couple individual picks and then we'll have a what is happening with these movies section at the end of the show so weirdly that does not include the purple thumb no no purple thumb (laughs) that's an inside joke so you'll get it later yeah we'll just let that sit there (laughs) as they recover from just dying laughing and it's been, a, it's been a long time since we've done an episode, just the two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> With even less direction than usual. <laughs> All right. So let's hop in before we get too off track. Uh, the first one foot in. Okay. I have the master list of picks in front of me. And the first movie on our list of joint picks is Luca Guadagnino's Suspiria. Is this to make up for the fact that we forgot to mention this at all in the Call Me By Your Name episode? It's maybe a little bit, (laughs) but, and it's, we specifically, when we were blocking that episode, we're like, oh, we have to talk about Suspiria because that's so crazy. And then we were so excited about how good Call Me By Your Name was that we didn't get to it. So. That's okay. It was a nice, concise episode. Uh, If we wandered into Suspiria, we would have wandered down a whole new path. That's true. And inevitably ruined the charm. Mm -hmm. So this version of Suspiria is not going to be like the old version of Suspiria, which is sounds really like a really trite thing to say, but uh, Luca has already said that the color palette thing, out. <laughs> I'm assuming the acting will be a little bit better as much as I love Suspiria. <laughs> I think it'll be good. But yes, it's going to star Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, Chloe Grace Moretz, <laughs> and I think those are the only of note. While I look that up, I will mention that um, the big thing that Luca has said about this movie, or uh, Mr. Guadagnino, uh, <laughs> uh, is that it's not a remake so much as uh, a movie made based off of how the original made him feel, which sounds like artsy bullshit, except from him, I buy it. Like, by all accounts, I should not be excited for this uh, unnecessary remake, but I trust him. Yeah, I when I first heard about it, I was super not into it at all, especially because when I first heard about it, Chloe Grace Moritz was the only name attached to it, and I... I she we is, thought she was the lead? Listen, she is a fine girl, She's... I'm sure. The thing is, there is nothing about her that is so remarkable to me that she should get every single horror movie remake or every... Oh like, it's just... 
It's so weird. I try not to hold it against her. You know, I would take those roles if they were offered to me. But there are other actresses. Yeah. Including two we didn't mention. One we should be especially ashamed of. We should just stop the podcast now. Uh, Jessica Harper's in it. Oh, that's right. And also Mia Goth. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Good. So, yeah. So, again, I was not super hype on this, but having seen Call Me By Your Name and having delved a little bit more into Luca's filmography. We have not seen a bigger splash. Really, it's going to be a very sunshiny Suspiria. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I'm curious about is that I get the sense that all, a lot of, or a lot of, I get the sense that his other movies are these summer romps kind of, and Suspiria is very much not a summer romp. So I definitely want to see what he can do with that end of the spectrum. The really obnoxious thing I said when we discussed this a few days ago was that, you know, it's not so much that he uses light. And, but how he uses the light. And so if he is a master of light, he should be able to take the same mastery he's displayed in his other movies and apply it to the inverse of what he is known for. To the darkness. That was even worse than what I said the first time, honestly. <laughs> to the uh, darkness. Yep. Uh, yeah, so cautiously excited. I'm going to mark it down as a probably will be good, but I don't know. I think that it's okay to have two things next to each other on your DVD shelf and to appreciate them in different ways. So, Plus, I mean, Tom York's doing the music. Which, actually, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, no, I'm into it. The only thing that I... The only thing I will say that I am concerned about is what's up with the ages of the people in the school because Dakota Johnson was tooled to play Susie Banyan like five or six years ago. And, I mean, and if they're aging her up, like, that's fine. Like, as long as that's made clear and then I'm not supposed to believe that she's, like, a 19-year-old ballerina, I'm cool with that. What if it's 28-year-olds playing 19-year-olds instead of 19-year-olds playing 9-year-olds now? That's true. I guess it could be in the vein of the original in that regard. But of all the things to carry over, I think we can let the, uh, the age difference I go. like Dakota Johnson. I want her to be in something that doesn't make me want to throw up for, like, a minute. Yeah. No, I'm into that. And also, Tilda Swinton and Mia Goth are perfect mm-hmm. and creepy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Suspiria, super hype. Yes. Coming out sometime this year it is to hap- be determined. It is happening. It'll probably come up every single place we exist in the world, so you will hear it. Unless you just block us everywhere, which I really can't blame you for. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but we really like horror movies. So we're going to talk about not a horror movie next. <laughs> Smooth transitions. Uh, the next movie that we are excited about this year is Black Panther, which is coming out this month. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> the world is changing. Soon there will only be the conquered. Starring every cool person you've ever thought of in your entire life. Uh, Starting with the most important one, Andy Serkis playing a lot of Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, Tyler is fired from the podcast. So I guess uh, I'm just talking into the mic for the rest <laughs> of the episode, so that sucks, but it's cool. Um, Chadwick Boseman, looking great. Michael oh, B. Jordan, looking great. Oh He's got some looks. He's got some styles. I, it is. I can't mm. even... I was going to facetiously mm. go through and list it off, and then I realized mm. that everybody looks great. Mm. So that would be the entire block. Yeah. 
Really hype on the soundtrack. I really need to stop saying hype. <laughs> Y'all, we get so hyped. <laughs> Cut that out. Um, really excited about the soundtrack. It looks super dope. It does. I There was some, like... I was trying to use the other h- oh. version of hype that's also terrible. <laughs> There's some flippy cars. There's... That's what you're leading off with. There are some <laughs> flippy cars. There are some... There's, we are... Not doing this movie justice, Kayla. <laughs> okay, there are insanely great looking costumes, some really great looking tech. They can't they made it canon that the smartest person in the Marvel universe is a sixteen year old black girl from Wakanda. Um As we said, the cast is incredible. Maybe the best Marvel cast we've had. Uh it looks tremendous. And also the early hype is out of this world. I'm super excited for it, and I think that hopefully Marvel will see when this obviously smashes some expectations and does great at the box office that it's okay to not just have four white Chris's <laughs> in your movies all the time. Not that I have anything against four white Chris's. What if on the black Chris? I just had like a vision of Chris Rock like, <laughs> jammed into a Captain America suit. God, we're terrible. <laughs> all right. I think yeah. we sh- it should be said, uh, we haven't mentioned his name yet, but part of the reason this is so exciting, besides, you know, everything, is that it's directed by Ryan Coogler. Yes. Who is maybe the best, uh, most established, has his own style and uh, of most of the directors that Marvel has used. Uh, which is no shade to those directors. They're good at what they do, but part of the reason they were chosen is because they're TV directors and they know how to fit into a universe. Ryan Coogler is really, really good, and this is going to be great. You saw Creed, right? Yeah. And you remember I, the one-take boxing scene? It was very good. I don't even care about boxing at all, and I liked that movie. Yeah. Um, another cool thing about Ryan Coogler that I just want to... I think we talked about this on the podcast when it happened, but... So a while back, Ryan Coogler actually threw together a charity event for Flint at the, well, it's still ongoing, but at the media height of the Flint water crisis. Yeah, Flint still doesn't have clean water. Yeah. Side note. <laughs> you can still donate money and water pure, uh, water filters to people if you feel so inclined. You can Google many reputable sources to do so. But, so, uh, it was actually, it was Ryan Coogler and Ava DuVernay mm-hmm. who put this together and Hannibal Buress hosted and there were so many cool artists and so many cool uh, things from local Flint people, uh, including a headline performance by Janelle Monet and Stevie Wonder, which was really fucking cool. I can't and, believe I forgot that I saw Janelle Monet. Yeah. And so regardless, like, obviously Ryan Cooler is a great artist and is a great director, but even if he wasn't, that would make him cool in my book for all time. So... Yeah, uh, we're very excited to support his career for all time. Also, can we get Janelle Monae in the next Black Panther? Oh my god, yes! Why is that not already She's happening? She's so good! But yeah, so, Black Panther, see it this month? In like two weeks, I think, right? Yeah. Hopefully my movie pass is here by then. Uh, we, I mean, we'll give it money regardless. Well, I mean, yes, I have but... <laughs> my movie pass, but... <laughs> I mean, for multiple showings. Yeah, of course. But yeah. Alright, so, the next movie we're going to talk about is more of a, or the next three movies we're going to talk about actually are more of a return to podcast brand form Mm. next up we have alex garland's follow-up to ex machina annihilation let me see him he's extremely ill you have to tell me where he was what he was doing it was his decision to go in it's something they termed the shimmer We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. 
But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. Annihilation stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, Gina Rodriguez, and Oscar Isaac. So a lot of our faves. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I'm most excited for besides the cast uh, is Alex Garland, who directed it. Uh, his debut uh, his debut directing work was Ex Machina, which is a fantastic movie that looks gorgeous. and just It's a very smart and stylish sci-fi movie. Uh, he also... Um, it's his feature debut, but he worked with Danny Boyle for a long time. I'm uh, pretty sure as a cinematographer on a bunch of movies that I loved, which I found out after the fact and just made a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I am very excited for this. Uh, the trailer is very Natalie Portman centric, and it looks really good. But like, it doesn't even you barely even get into the Tessa of it all. You know? Yeah, there are a lot of really great actresses in this movie, and that's something that I'm really excited about because. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just talked about this when we talked about The Descent, but it's super rare that you get a movie that has an ensemble cast of women who are all doing different things and who are all, you know, different characters and not just the girls. (laughs) So I'm excited about it. Uh, Recently, literally just today, actually, (laughs) uh, there was breaking news about... You're dating the podcast. That's fine. Uh, There was news that came out today about Paramount selling the international distribution rights to Netflix. And this movie has had kind of a weird release rollout in the first place because Mm -hmm. of friction between the studio and Alex Garland, which is... I I went on a whole rant. Typical. I went on a whole rant about this earlier, uh, which ended with me slamming my fist on the computer desk saying that it's just another way for the studios to put their thumb on the throats of artists and I just got I got really passionate and angry and mixed your metaphors <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that was only the third time you've done that today usually it's much more yes so Paramount thinks that this movie is too smart for us the audience which is dumb <laughs> and also you are getting the wrong people to make this movie if you don't want it to be smart i guess yeah so uh, the between main, the story and the director just the main thing that i'm confused about is ex machina was a smash hit runaway hit kind of made back over twice its budget oscar winning oscar winning screenplay um I just, if you didn't want Alex Garland to make an Alex Garland movie, why did you hire him? You could have hired anybody to make a cookie cutter, bullshit, sci-fi blockbuster. It's very easy. We have an Independence Day sequel to prove that. Just because Ex Machina was his feature. As we mentioned, this isn't some guy with like stars in his eyes looking to make it big and just do whatever, the, whatever it takes to get there, you know? Whatever you say, Mr. Producer. He's no Colin Trevorrow. But, uh, <laughs> so, what? uh, this. do us a favor. Weirdly, Fallen Kingdom not on our list. <laughs> do us a favor. If you check out this trailer and you think it's interesting, please go see this at some point. Give um, it money. Just take your movie pass. Can do, yeah, just can we please just show, and like, obviously, we have a very small audience, but to me, it matters to show studios that they can't call us dumb and yeah. then feed us the same bullshit blockbusters day in and day out every single year. Like, yeah. I like. Some big, dumb blockbusters. We're literally going to talk about Avengers later. But, like, 
I don't want that to be the only option I have at the movies. And if we don't start supporting the movies that we do want to see and the artists that we care about, that's what's going to happen. And it's going to suck. Yeah. And unfortunately, our audience is only a few thousand. So, but if all of you go out and see it, that will make a good dent. If you have a movie pass, just go see it every day. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Just buy a ticket and you walk just check out. In. You don't even yeah. have to. Just well, you have to get the ticket still. You have just to sign the, the card. Just go to the kiosk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't what? know. And you then, go to the kiosk and. And then you buy the ticket. Okay, you, but like, which do you? Is it like push screen or? Like, <laughs> is a there a joystick? Do I have oh to, my god! I have to maneuver. I have to. Well, I have to find the movie. Then I have to find the showtime. All right. Tyler like, is going off on a tangent about how to use a kiosk for some reason. So I'm just going to keep talking over him until he realizes he's being dumb and this is a bad tangent. Is it like a slot? Do you slide it? Is it a chip? All right, cool. So we're going to cut all of this out. So yeah, annihilation. I never get to talk in this podcast. Oh my god. Right, Annihilation, go see it, please. Uh, that's going to be my soapbox issue for the year, I guess. Yeah, we're definitely not going to soapbox anymore in this episode. That's The rant section is completely different. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going to talk about Avengers. What the hell's up with that? Oh my god. Anyway, so the next movie that we're going to talk about is one that just crossed my radar like this morning, but I'm assuming Tyler's had his eye on for a while. Uh, it's called Hereditary. Come on, Peter. Here's your suit. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Oh my God! To be fair, it did just debut at Sundance. True. And you're never going to guess which studio <laughs> bought this Is movie. This, did it take us four movies to become trash? It did. Okay. Well, well, you, as you all know, you, we are the A24 trash. Uh, we, we are one of many A24 trash podcasts. And so uh, I think we've listed just every single movie they have coming out this year. And so, Kayla, uh, run down that entire list. Just all 20 titles. <laughs> I, I was joking with Tyler before I started recording. Uh, I was like, do you think if we get A24 tattoos, they'll oh, send us God. one of those sweatshirts? Now you're embarrassing us. I just don't want to spend $60 on a sweatshirt with three okay, that is, characters that is, on it. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Like, I mean, I, I love A24, but... Like, let's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not cult. I'm right. not, you're not Hash, gonna trick me into this. <laughs> hashtag get Kayla and Tyler some sweatshirts. No, so if you want to get that no. trending on social media to get A24 to send us sweatshirts, do it. You're the one who's medium famous online, and that's the hashtag you came <laughs> up with. Jesus. A2, Anyways, A2, wait, 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 I have a better one. Hashtag A24 sweatshirts oh for LTRFI. <laughs> so yeah, Hereditary is a film. Oh, <laughs> Uh, it is a really slick and cool looking horror film about your inner family demons. And it got, it did was super buzzy at D- Sundance. It was the horror movie everyone was talking about. I'm like, excellent. I'm so excited to see this. And then the trailer comes out and I find out it's A24. And I realize, wow, I am a stereotype. I shall just 
lie down on the floor and realize I'm just a cog, man. I'm just a cog machine. <laughs> I was pretty freaked out by the trailer, though. It's not like a super often that a horror movie trailer really gets me. It's really well done. And yeah, so I, I don't want to give two. I mean, there's only a, a two minute trailer, so I guess I can't really give it away. But um, Tony Collette is the greatest, and finally has a role that is worthy of her. That's what's up. Yes. Awesome. I guess that didn't have to be everything, but. I guess there's not much more to like go yeah. Seek out that trailer. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, I will admit, A24, for as much as we praise them, grossly, uh, they cut really good trailers. And they're also not afraid to be very deceitful with their trailers. Ah, uh, yes. Yep, yep. This is which, the thing we are going to talk about. You know, granted, everything about The Witch and whether it's a horror movie, that's that was the stupidest fucking thing that's ever happened. We hate Until all of that. people said it is actually a thriller and not a horror movie. Shut Why does it matter? Like, I'm mad that I'm... I, I am more mad that you have made me mad about caring what a genre is because caring what genres are stupid. That's what you're so doing. So what I just want to do right now is warn you that it might not be a jump out of your seat every two seconds horror movie, so, as that is usually A24's MO with their horror movies. Well, so please, I don't want to read another 40,000 think pieces about whether or not this horror film is a horror film. Just see it, and if you like it, great. And if you don't like it, fine. We don't need to argue about genre Till the end of time. Just, we also don't need to have this conversation 400 times on this podcast. Yes, so if you want to stop hearing this conversation, stop having these dumbass takes. Yeah. Editors of major websites that listen to this podcast. They might someday. That's fair when they're digging to the back catalog. <laughs> All uh, right. So. <laughs> just remember what happened with It Comes at Night, which I should have known going into it. And I liked more than most people because Trey Edward Schultz is a great director, but was a very promising young director or whatever. I'm mumbling now, which is terrible, because we don't have the greatest recording set up, and so mumbling is the, the worst thing I can do. Kayla, what's next? I, have, I was like, is that, I don't is that know. the last point? Uh, <laughs> All right, so the last of our joint picks is... After surpri- this, we fight. Surprising to me, actually, because I normally don't give a shit about this franchise, but uh, The New Mutants... I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I want you to respond truthfully. Have you ever hurt someone? Yes. Have you ever experienced anything you'd consider abnormal? Last question. Do you know what mutants are? The new X-Men horror movie (laughs) starring our fave Anya Taylor-Joy, Maisie Williams. Dash uh, haircut. The guy from Stranger Things. Uh, Jonathan. (laughs) That one. His name is Charlie Heaton. All right. So also Charlie Heaton. Alice Braga. That guy. Uh, This is a different kind of tale for the X-Men instead of finding out how special and good and powerful we are it seems that this movie is going to be more about how do we use our powers that we don't understand to get the fuck out of this haunted mental hospital and also I, probably the underlying theme of puberty it's terrible yeah i'm super into that um new mutants was a comic thing wasn't it was it kind of this 
Uh, it's like a it's like a younger team of mutants. Yeah, but um, would you say like is is it just like are they just taking the branding for this movie, or is this like an actual storyline from the? Comics? I mean, the New Mutants have been around for a long time, and I well, I really like the New Mutants. Um, I have not read all of their stuff, and also I have not looked that much into what the movie's about. The New Mutants was a really is a really cool comic series that, and you know what the the you know what the really big change they made with this movie that mattered was. If only let someone who wasn't Brian Singer director next man. Yes, bye. <laughs> Get rid of Ugh. him. Like even you know, despite even I mean, uh, even if he weren't a terrible, monstrous human being who preys on children, allegedly. I'm tired of his X-Men movies. Just get someone else. They're just bad. Just like, They're just bad. It, you know, it's crazy how we they actually tried something different with the X-Men movies, and whatever you think of Deadpool or Logan, it worked a lot better than just following the same Brian Singer X-Men formula over yes. and over again. And, I, and the thing that's always floored me about the X-Men franchise is the X-Men are literally the coolest and most diverse thing in like X-Men. all of comics. How could you possibly make like seven movies in a row that I don't give a shit about? How is that even possible? Like the only thing that Brian Singer <laughs> connects with you know, is like it's like being gay. It's like that's the only metaphor he connect with with the X Men. They're just I don't know. There, there's so many interesting stories to tell, and there's so many interesting characters, and they have done in the past just kind of picking things and throwing them at the wall, and it kind of seems like they're doing that with this as well, but like in an interesting and maybe good way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but now um, the X Men are going to belong to Marvel again, so we'll see. Maybe they'll make the same mistake. God, I hope not. I know. Moving on. <laughs> We're going to get into our individual picks, do a little back and forth funsies. Yeah, thing. I hate everything Kayla chose for so this. So I'm really bad at hosting. I'm always just like explaining what I'm about to do to you. <laughs> like... And what I'm about to do is I'm going to speak to you, the audience, <laughs> who is listening through your earbuds that are connected. Oh, no, they're not connected anymore. Right. We don't have headphone jacks. My phone is old. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the thing that you read in the title. You already know what we're talking about. All right, all right, all right, all right. It was a good joke for like a second. <laughs> this is what I do. This is my brand. So the first movie that I picked, kind of like lower on my list, but I felt, I don't know, it's just something that I wanted to talk about because it looks interesting, even if it's not like the movie I am the most excited to see. It's called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Hello. So cool. They must be from California. Zan, what are you looking forward to experiencing in Croydon? Individuality! It's gonna be alright, mate. Just speak in short, admiring sentences. Hello. You're a local? Now that is punk. Do more punk to me. Also an A24 movie. It stars Elle Fanning and Nicole Kidman. We spaced them out to not be obvious. Yes. And, uh, I don't know, some white dudes from Britain. (laughs) Some boys. Uh, But the premise of the movie is that aliens have come to Earth to learn about our culture and have a couple of days to, you know, assimilate, learn, have fun. And a young alien played by Elle Fanning stumbles upon the punk scene in London in the 1970s and has to make the difficult choice of wanting to stay with the human counterculture or go back home to conformist alien world. And I got bad news for her about the future. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Punk actually sucks. No, but um, so it looks like a fun movie. Uh, it's, it looks legitimately like weird and alien. Like yeah, it actually is going for something. The costume and makeup designs look really cool um love to see nicole kidman as like an otherworldly punk alien 
Uh, Elle Fanning is kind of hit or miss for me because I feel like she's kind of one note, but she looks like she'll be fun in this because she's supposed to be weird in one note because she's an alien. <laughs> so I, I think it looks cute and I think that it'll be a fun thing to see and, you know, eat some popcorn and have a good time. <laughs> Tyler, what's your first movie? My first movie is called The Endless. If you let it have you, it'll snatch you right out of your shoes. <laughs> I want to go back. That place is not what you think it is. Gee, lied to you. We couldn't be happier. I saw some of the things last night. There's something out here, isn't there? Happier. Yeah, there is. Happier. Happier. Who's next? It is the the next movie from Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who direct or who have directed a couple very highly acclaimed and you know the circles of people who know horror movies. Uh, the, those are Resolution, which I haven't seen, and Spring, which I have seen, and you know pre The Shape of Water is just a monster movie romance. That takes place in Italy that is very stylish and effective for way less money. I, I will admit, like, they can't do what Guillermo does, but... Yeah, Guillermo literally just watch the last, like, skip the last four minutes of that movie and you have a perfect movie. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so this one is uh, the, the less romantic and more, more less than romance, more of the horror. Uh, it's about these two brothers. Oh, it is a return to a cult, it turns out. I wasn't sure it was a cult. Oh, okay, okay. So slight spoilers. But like, uh, it's these two brothers return to a cult that they fled, uh, which in the trailer plays out like a summer camp. It's almost like a, you go away to summer camp for and uh, something weird is happening, except instead of a slasher, it seems to be something supernatural or paranormal or uh, devastating and destroying of your paradigm of reality. I don't know. The trailer doesn't give a lot away. It looks like it's going to be weird. These guys are really good at making movies. And if you're looking for uh, more under-the-radar horror picks that are a little more unconventional, this would be a great way to go. Uh, I've heard... I think there. I think some people have seen this already, and I believe they really like it. Oh, yeah, they flashed all the reviews at us on the screen. But, yeah, I'm really... like the, This is the section where it's like, I don't, we don't know that much about these movies, but I really like the people making We just want to see it, yeah. And I trust them. <laughs> and we are recommending that you also want to see it. Yeah. Also, full disclosure, I 1,000% mixed the, the title of that with the other trailer that we saw. Yeah. The, what was the other... The, the Ritual. Other yes. And I was like... That was what they were going back to a cold. I thought they were going on a hike together. <laughs> like, I was really confused. For the a ritual is like the inverse of uh, annihilation, where four women go into like this mysterious place. Like the ritual is just four dudes go into the woods. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. All right, cool. So uh, the next movie that I'm super excited for is A Wrinkle in Time. Imagine that the ant here wants to get to her other hand. The quickest option is to walk across the street. But it turns out a straight line is not the shortest distance between two points. Not if you use a fifth dimension. It's outside of the rules we know of time and space. So the ant arrives in my hand instantaneously. So you fall to space. More likely wrinkle it. Directed by aforementioned cool person Ava DuVernay. <laughs> 
starring Oprah, Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Colling, uh, Chris Pine, Zach Galifianakis for a minute, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Can you get any more? Some kids. Gugu Mbatha-Raw. Ah, yes. Michael Pena. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, some kids. <laughs> some more kids. Oh, Rowan Blanchard is in this, too. Oh, Andre Holland was in it for a minute. That's right. I don't know how long he's going to be in it, but he's good. A Wrinkle in Time is a classic children's novel. Mm-hmm. It has the distinct honor of being one of those books that I know I read like 400 times as a child, but I don't remember a lot of the details, which I think is actually the best way to experience this. The one thing I remember is the string and how the closest... Pl- the. The fastest way to get from one place to another is not a straight line, mm-hmm. but you like you put the ends of the string together and it's mm-hmm. normal or whatever. I just remember that fucking little asshole Charles Wallace being Charles Wallace all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the I la- don't remember that. <laughs> His name is Charles Wallace. <laughs> I'm but to uh, the last time that this was adapted, it was adapted into a miniseries for I think it was technically Miramax, but it aired on PBS all the time. And so I kind of have a lot of these, like, bad TV movie graphic images from it, like, burned into my memory. And I'm so, so excited to see this story come to life with the budget and the technology that it deserves. And to see it turn from an already empowering and cool story into something even more incredible and diverse under the helm of such a great director with the budget to really explore all of that too and yeah man and you want to talk about blockbusters getting actually interesting directors this that trailer is really good it's gorgeous and i think that it's going to be a gorgeous movie and again one that i would encourage you if you have a movie pass to just go see a lot Mm -hmm. so that again we can keep sending the message that this is stuff we want to see but on the other hand, if you want to ruin it, uh, one of the main kids, uh, he was in this movie on Shutter called Better Watch Out, in which he basically plays the most vicious gamer gator you've ever heard of before he discovered Reddit. Uh, and he's just a sociopath who kills a bunch of people in pursuit of this girl. So if you want to ruin the movie, you can... <laughs> Go ahead and do that. Yep. <laughs> uh, Tyler, what's your next movie? So I have a list of a bunch of movies, but I wasn't sure quite what to pick. And the tra- trailer for this one just dropped. It is another movie based on a uh, comic book or graphic novel uh, source material. It's I Kill Giants. Barbara, I want to get to know you a little bit more. Do you have many friends? What about your sister? I play your dragons or whatever if you ask me to. That would be hilarious. What are you doing? What's it for? There's some serious stuff going down. I find giants. I hunt giants. I kill giants. Cool. Um, Now, I have not read I Kill Giants. I have only ever existed in circles that praise I Kill Giants for the last however many years. And so when I saw the movie was coming out, and then we watched the trailers, it looks really interesting and the kind of thing I'd fall for. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that, you know, that Liam Neeson voiced a giant dude or whatever in that, that movie the, that no the one B- saw? The, the B- uh, Monster Calls. Yeah, that. Which Except sh- he was a friendly giant. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it's just the look of it kind of reminds me of that. And, and then, did people see that movie? I, I felt think, like it was an Oscar play in that. I think the problem, this is such a tangent, but I think the uh-huh. problem, I think the problem with the Monster Calls is that it had a super heavy trailer involving that kid's mom definitely like about to die so it's a movie that i am interested in seeing 
but have not yet worked up the like because I just it's just gonna make me cry the whole time. I have to be yeah, ready but it's for the that. guy who directed the next for forbidding the next Jurassic World. So if you really want to prepare properly for Wait. our favorite franchise. A Monster Calls was directed by J.A. Bayona. Okay, okay, sorry. Who directed I thought, The Orphanage, Sorry, the I, thought, I thought that Colin Trevorrow also directed it, and I was like, no! Okay, no. take that off the list forever. But yeah, all right, cool. But yeah, so I think that, yeah, I definitely got kind of that same vibe. And also just, I, having been a weird loner child who was bullied a lot, uh, can deeply, like, every time I see that on screen, I'm like, yeah. That's how it feels. <laughs> so, except in this one, the weird loner child is killing giants. Yeah, so. uh, it just looks really good and has much more of a budget than I would have realized. I don't know how much, but there's a lot of giant in there. Zoe Zaldana's in it too. Yes, and uh, Imogen Poots and the girl who actually plays uh, the lead, Madison Wolf. Uh, looks like I, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen her in anything else, but she looks really winning in this portrayal, wearing bunny ears. So. Into it. Advent- little... Adventure Time, the movie kind of <laughs> vibe. Okay, yeah, okay. I was thinking, um, Bob's Burgers. Ah, yes, that works too. Mm-hmm. Lots of great cartoon characters who wear animal hats. Yeah, it's really. I mean, that's that's how you know a character's on the good side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't have much to say about that one. Besides, that looks good. The next movie that I would like to talk about, and I'm sure that you have all been waiting with bated breath for the return of the most popular segment. Of our entire podcast. It's the Chris Evans Corner. We're going to talk about Avengers. (laughs) Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. And get this man a shield. So, Avengers, Infinity War is coming out yep. in May. Mm-hmm. In May. <laughs> there are 3,000 gonna... characters, uh, I guess. I'm pretty sure the entire movie is literally just going to be 30-second cuts to each character, but I don't care because Chris Evans is in it, he has a beard, they are going to get him a shield, and it's going to be great. Uh, there's not really a lot to discuss about Avengers. We know the Avengers, we know the franchise, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but... I just could not allow this to pass without talking about how excited I am, how much I hope that Chris renews his Marvel contract, how much I hope that even if he doesn't, he continues to show up in cameo appearances and doesn't die. <laughs> Would really just like it if he didn't die. That's all that I want. I can't wait for the end when he ki- finally kisses Iron Man, and then he dies. I take. I would take that. <laughs> you know, although I happen to notice there is uh, no mention of Emily Van Camp being anywhere near this movie, so maybe Marvel realized that shoehorning that in was a bad idea. Did they not? Did they not she feel that, that chemistry? Did she, they not feel that heat? She was like, "Yeah, they never called me," <laughs> which is like, "Ouch!" I, as much as I hate, it's like what happened with the people in Thor. They were just like, "Yeah, they." I don't know. I was doing a. Didn't want to show up to die after being a main character for two movies. Yeah, well, and he, here's the thing. As much as I hate shoehorn heterosexual romance, I like Emily Van Camp, and I think that they could do... It's it's Sharon Carter. She's Agent 13. There are a million cool things you could do with her than having her randomly kiss Steve smushing for one her, second. Smushing her into Captain America is a disservice to her Like, he literally is already torn between Bucky and Tony. Like, there's no reason to just add, like, a third 
thing in there. It's just ridiculous. Well, Kayla, they wanted to get across that Steve is clearly a bisexual character, and they wanted to make it clear that this is bisexual representation. I don't think that that's what they were doing. (laughs) What? I think they just wanted him to be straight. No. (sighs) Gross. Tyler, what's your last uh, pick? All right, so my final pick is uh, gonna. It's like a, an Oscar play, which I don't think we include a lot of on this list because we're all into blockbusters and horror fare, and then we complain about the horror fare not getting enough credit because it doesn't. Hello, I'm Telly. I'm here to take care of you. But Tully is the the reteaming of director Jason Reitman, writer Diablo Cody, and Charlize Theron, who we're a big fan of. Uh, They previously did Young Adult, which was early in my life as someone who actually paid attention to what happened in movies, and I thought was very stunning. Not only because I'm like, oh, hey, Patton Oswalt, he's like a very serious character in this. I didn't know comedians could do drama. They're actually very good at drama. And Young Adult came out in 2010, right? Something like that. That's like, yeah, right around the time I started thinking I was a movie buff, too. Yeah, so. exactly. I was like, oh, <laughs> film with a capital F. Diablo Cody is exactly the, like, gateway drug into being a pretentious asshole. Yeah, and then, then me, you start so. to hate Diablo Cody for a while. You're like, oh, no, she's a hack. And then but you then kind you of come around again. You're like, oh, wait, wait, no. I was the hack. Jennifer's Body is actually a good movie, I'm I, just saying. I have not <laughs> revisited it since hating it in theaters. But I am very open to it. Also, that soundtrack is still insane. This is off topic. I'm sorry, but the Jennifer's, on our podcast, the Jennifer's Body soundtrack is like a perfect snapshot of everything I listened to in 2008. It's kind of insane. I can't believe that that was the soundtrack for a move, like a major motion picture with a huge budget, starring Megan Fox. It yeah, was like I was, my MySpace playlist. I was mad I got outvoted on seeing that instead of Zombieland, and I think I might have held that against it. And to make up for it, I watch Zombieland like 30 times a year for the next We're three actually, years. Uh, Zombieland is actually banned from my apartment because Tyler used to put it on every single time we had any alcohol. Yeah. I, there are other movies. I've seen I mean, Zombieland, I Zombieland so many times. <laughs> anyway. And those are the only, only the ones we remember. So Tully. <laughs> uh, so Tully is, uh, it's got a fun little trailer. It is about uh, motherhood in 2018. And it's really just, you know, sitting with Charlize Theron uh, in probably a very heavy amount of additional uh, makeup and cosmetics because they make her look like a woman who has had three children. I'm just saying it appears that she went from Atomic Blonde right to this movie, and that is an insane contrast. Yeah. Uh, It's... It is very striking. It distracted in the movie. I don't think, like, uh, I don't think any of the uh, cosmetics look bad in that, like... it, It looks well done. It's just striking to have seen her be so striking. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, well, and it's also it's in, it's cool to see that in a movie. I mean, we because, praise Christian Bale for it all the time. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, women's bodies go nuts <laughs> from being pregnant. So, and that's very often not at all shown or depicted on screen to the point where we have people who literally don't understand how pregnancy works at all because they've only seen it in movies. So I am all down for leaky boob on screen. 
But yeah, Charlize Theron is great. Uh, she has ditched Sean Penn and embraced Atomic Blonde. And I just look forward to a decade of her just kicking ass and doing the projects mm-hmm. that she wants to do and that hopefully going well. Also, like, it's a good trailer. It's fun. And Mackenzie Davis is the title character. Oh, yeah. Actually, that reminds me. That is the one thing I have to say about this movie. I am literally going to sue somebody if this isn't gay. It The final moments of that trailer are just super gay. It, it should be gay. It just, you already fucked me over on the gay plotline in Atomic Blonde. Don't do this to me again. It should be gay. <sighs> yeah. All right. So, those are all the movies that we are super excited for. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to do a short... No other movies. We're, and, oh, well, I mean, I should say, I'm a little bit worried because the last couple movies Jason Raymond did are... Uh, so he did Up in the Air, Discovered Anna Kendrick. And that was when I discovered Anna Kendrick. I'm like, mm-hmm. Young Adult, which is really good. Then he did Labor Day, oh, which God, is... Oh, God, I forgot about that. Which is Josh Brolin Be- holding a family that, hostage that is, and no. learning how to make pie. And mm-hmm. then Men, Women, and Children, which is everyone's sad about technology and Adam Sandler just showed up on set. So... Hopefully this is... Well, did Diablo Cody write those, though? No. All right. There you go. There's the magic. <laughs> There's the... I mean, Juno and Young Adult, right there. And then, yeah, went right downhill there. Just so. sounds like uh, if he doesn't have a female writer, he gets introspective <laughs> and weird. <laughs> so, Ooh, not in a good way. Yeah. So we'll see on that one. But I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a really good trailer. I really like that trailer. And... Unless it ends up not being gay, because that note it ends on is just super gay. Although, a stri- you know, a straight dude might misread that as not being gay. True. Says a it might dude. just be Mackenzie Davis's face. I don't know. You think <laughs> we might be influenced by the fact that Sandra DePero just happened? Yeah, she's apparently, like, her character in Halt and Catch Fire is apparently super, like, queer baby too. So, could just be that. You also yeah. haven't seen... Um, Sophia Tacall's movie. Uh, it's a movie about two friends who go out into the wilderness to like act or whatever. It's just mm. two women. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. It's on Shutter. Yeah. Anyway, so those are all the movies that we're excited about. There are obviously a bunch more, but those are the curated selections. Mm-hmm. Um, I have thrown in at the end of this episode a fun little section called "What the fuck is happening with these movies?" <laughs> Catchy. So <laughs> profane. Uh, first up on the list is Solo, a Star Wars story, also known as Solo. Is this movie happening? (laughs) Was it filmed? (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) I wish I could think of the last movie I didn't believe was happening, because I really want to say, not since, and I can't, Pottersville has a movie happened that has really seemed like it wasn't actually going to happen, but despite our best guesses, it did end up happening. What is Pottersville? That's the Michael Shannon gets drunk and dresses up as the the Christmas movie. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, with yeah. like furries. Just look up, look up this trailer because I watched it like seven times in yeah. a row and I still have no idea what that movie. Also, is they about. try to make Michael Shannon seem like a you know nice, friendly, happy guy or whatever, and he should be terrifying. He's really good at it. <laughs> but yeah, so Solo is having the weirdest rollout of all time currently, and that it isn't really rolling out. Yeah, and I mean, I think that given Disney's uh, decision that we need to have a Star Wars movie every year until we die, it, it like, some of them are going to be bad. I just think that... And then they realize that Phil Lord and Chris Miller might not be the best fit for what listen, they're going for. Listen, here's the thing. Uh, I think that 
they would have made a great movie. And I think that it wouldn't have killed Star Wars to have a little bit of like genre diversity in the canon. And I also think that firing them over making it a little comedic is ridiculous when the original trilogy is like rife with dumb shit and bad jokes. So like at least let them make a good goofy movie instead of I don't instead of whatever is happening Ron in the rest Howard of Star Wars movies. Finishing? I, yeah, I just I just I don't know. I think they probably ended up reshooting almost the entire movie, which is also really bad news and does not make the other actors or anyone who worked on the movie happy, probably. So I just, I think that that might be part of it too, is that they're just like, well, we can't do a press tour because everybody's mad. I wonder if this will just ruin blockbuster filmmaking for Donald Glover and it'll just keep doing awesome, weird things on the side. It's just like upsetting because I think that this had every chance to be like a cool different movie and still be part of the star wars canon it's been like the most obvious side movie that they were going to do the whole time like it, i don't know yeah it's like a, it's, uh, i don't know it's fine it's fine that's it's whatever fine. i'm also just not super interested in it in the first place and so yeah, having I, chris having those two attached to it made it interesting to me and now i'm like all right so ron howard and da 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 and like a bad music and whatever like just... and also like i loved alden ehrenreich from hail caesar and now like and then it was like is he might actually be a bad actor i don't know i don't know i didn't read into a lot of the gossip because it just seems like we'll see what happens like with rogue one we'll <laughs> just see what happens would that is why so simple going from chris lord to or phil lord to chris miller to ron <laughs> howard is just a fascinating change the next movie that I am especially what the fuck about is Alita Battle Angel by Robert Rodriguez. James Cameron produced. James Cameron produced manga adaptation. I just, all right, let me, let me just level with you. When I was 14. Take us back. I was a giant weeb. <laughs> <laughs> what? Still kind of am, but not <laughs> to the extent that I was. Uh... Battle Angel Alita is one of my favorite manga of all time, to the point where I literally took German in high school. She has been spending years cursing James Cameron's name, asking him to do anything with it. This is not what I wanted him to do. No, anything was wrong. (laughs) But, uh, so literally I knew that this movie adaptation was in the works in like 2000, God, 2007. When were you born? Probably then. Uh, no, uh, when I was reading these, which was like my freshman, sophomore year of high school. Uh-huh. Oh, God, I'm old. Anyway, <laughs> um, so like I, this has been like in the back burner of my brain for a really long time. And again, James Cameron sat on the rights for 10 years because this motherfucker <laughs> decided that he just had to do his goddamn Avatar movies that he never even did. And so finally, <laughs> they have release dates. So finally, new, new, new release dates. Finally, he gives the movie to Robert Rodriguez. And what does he do? He gives her fucking anime eyes. All right. But I, I thought just, a weeb like he would appreciate that. No. God, I just, I, the, when the trailer dropped, <laughs> I'm so angry. When the trailer dropped, we watched it like four times in a row and I just yelled. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I think was... I was even there for the first time. I think you did it again. <laughs> well, because Ben was like, Tyler, you got to see this. And it's like, it's such an interesting story. And there are other cyborgs in the movie and the other cyborgs look incredible. But she's special. And she has these fucking eyes. It's like, I'm just... <laughs> I just cannot believe 
believe that they did this. Like, it's the worst. It is one of the worst <laughs> filmmaking. <laughs> it is one of the worst filmmaking decisions. Maybe we should have led with this. <laughs> I have ever seen in my entire life. Why? Why wouldn't they just hire an actress who could do kung fu? That's all they had to do. And instead, we got anime eyes, and I just... Also, nobody's Japanese, so there's that. Well, that was obviously Kayla. I mean. But, like, I just am so angry. So <laughs> they it's... took my dream, my ten-year-long dream of this being a movie, and they killed it. The only thing I can... Oh, you know what? I don't even know. I was going to say, the thing that James Cameron wanted to do was crush, like, four manga into one movie, and I was like, at least they're not going to do that. But then I realized, I don't know. They might be doing that. We have no idea. So it's probably going to be a disaster, and I hate everything about it. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) the next movie on our list for this section uh, is a a more fun... uh... How much higher can we go? (laughs) No, no, no. no. This one is a more fun, like, what the hell? Uh, And that is Detective Pikachu. (laughs) Starring Ryan Reynolds. This is actually not coming out this year. I think it's actually coming out next year. But I just... If we're doing a what-the-fuck movie section, like, I think Detective Pikachu has to be at the top of the list. Even the if eventual never trailer for Detective Pikachu is the... Like, is, is he going to be a hard-boiled detective? Are we going to watch Pikachu, like, battle alcoholism <laughs> and smoke a cigar? Voice by Ryan Reynolds. Like, I, I don't know. I'm into it. I think it has the potential to be hilarious and great. Those are words. <laughs> it also has the potential to be the weirdest thing that's ever happened in the Pokemon franchise. I don't know. That is... I don't know, dude. That's, uh... What do you think is the weirdest thing? I don't know. I just assume there's weirder. I don't think there's anything weirder than Detective Pikachu as a concept. <laughs> I'm racking my brain and i'm not coming up with anything that is weirder than hard-boiled detective pikachu <laughs> but what if he gets a little hat I, he has like to be a wearing a, he's, no he's got to be wearing like a trilby hat and a trench coat that's all i want is a pikachu and a trilby hat and a friend and a friend a french a trench coat we're just in a super smash brothers movie so you can get pikachu and all the little different hats he wears when am i gonna get a fire emblem movie that's what i want oh well with all the money they're making on the mobile game you never gotta be coming soon i don't know can you imagine like a big budget fire emblem movie like a mid oh my god they'll probably just do what they did with final fantasy and uh, make it like uncanny animation like if the warcraft like if the warcraft movie was really good fire emblem what do you mean f the, the, uh, this is gonna uh, this is gonna expose me, but um, you've been exposed so many times on this podcast. The already. Warcraft movie wasn't horrible. Like I was fair. Obviously, Ben made me watch this. <laughs> Just for reference. Speaking of which, mute Duncan Jones' next movie out this month. Yeah, Warcraft was not... I tangent it off your tangent. It's cool. It, Warcraft was not horrible. I, I went in expecting it to be, like, l- probably the worst thing I've ever seen, and I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't like, even it, the worst movie Ben has made was, me watch. <laughs> that is true. That spot will probably always be held by nine lives. Uh, <laughs> so. uh, ben, ben reminded me that Aragon existed. I don't know why I even talked to him anymore. No, you know what? Actually, I liked nine lives more than I liked Passengers. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> Passengers is the worst movie that Ben ever made me watch. <laughs> to get real pissed off again, the last movie on the What the Fuck section... It's a real roller coaster here. Is, uh, I just had to take it down a notch so that we could get into it. Uh, the Girl in the Spider's Web. 
Uh, oh, the the sequel to the David Fincher movie starring Rooney Mara, Daniel uh, Craig, all of our faves. So as they're you, finally making the sequel that we've been begging for all this time. Nope, they're ruining my life. Sony is personally attacking me every second that they're doing this and carrying on with it. And like the fact that there are real actors and actresses attached to it now and that it has a release date is like... For a long time, I was like, it's not happening. It's cool. It's fine. It's all good. I'm not going to die. And now it is happening and they're probably making it right now. And... I'm getting slowly more nauseous as the release date comes closer because it's going to be horrible. Now, the worst part is, is like they got Fede Alvarez, who I don't love, but is an accomplished horror director to direct it. They got Claire Foy, Sylvia Hoax, from, who's love from the new Blade Runner, Lakeith Stanfield. Listen, they can put whoever they want in it. And that will not change the fact that it is coming from a garbage book garbled together by a ghostwriter. And that it is not Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig, and David Fincher. It's almost like they to they wanted to make a cheap cash grab instead of making a quality sequel. So they found the thing that was also a cheap ca- crash, cash grab, masquerading it as a quality sequel. It just... And said, oh, I have been looking for you for years, ever since David Fincher gave us that number with so many zeros on it. It just doesn't make any sense to me because, like, Millennium Trilogy is not part of, like, the cultural awareness anymore. And it hasn't been for a really long time. So to me, it seems like a really bad idea to make this reboot franchise thing try to happen when, like, a thing that very much could make people interested in the series and excited again is to make a legitimate sequel with all of the people that everybody liked in it. Because, again, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was not a, like, it it just didn't perform exactly how they wanted it to. And if that, that was happened the... a few years later, they still would have made the sequel because now they still charge ahead like, uh, I don't know what sure. else to do. And also, it's just one of those things where it's like, this is on them. They spent way too much on marketing. They released it during, they released a three hour crime drama during Christmas. Put it in October. It would have done so much better. Like, releasing that during Christmas was such a, hor- like, a cool idea. I really, like, I was really into it at the time, but, like, in retrospect, terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> Just really bad. Yeah, uh, the thing is, studios still don't know how to do October at all. So, as we saw this past year, which I've ran about several times, like, people want to go see horror movies in theaters on Halloween. Horror is one of the few things that can get people who wouldn't otherwise go to theaters in the theaters. And yet, what we saw was uh, the... It having been out for a month by the time October started, Jigsaw. Why did they release that in September? Why wouldn't they just put it out like uh, it made, first? It made boatloads of money. So I, I know, think they but did still, fine. it's just uh, like. And then Happy Death Day, like so, like basically Blumhouse and a couple other like horror studios are the only ones that knew what they were doing. Just Blumhouse. Blumhouse knew what they were doing. Yeah, we we are. Terrible when it comes. We worship A twenty four and Blumhouse. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, so or shells, um... shells. <laughs> Anyways, that movie is trash for existing. Uh, it doesn't matter how many good people they throw at it. Uh, it will still be a travesty that it exists. I, I just, if, Instead, if... we have David Fincher directing World War Z two and Rooney Mara in the Mary Magdalene movie, uh... and Daniel Craig still stuck in Bond. Free our faves. The Mary Magdalene movie that literally we don't even know when it's coming out anymore because Weinstein Company pulled it from the release schedule. <laughs> yeah, so, Weins- the Weinstein Company got pulled from the well, life schedule. Yes, but I just, ugh, can I? I really feel like a lot of these movies that Rooney has done since 2011 were just like 
I I guess I'll do this till the dragon tattoo sequel. I I guess I'll do this till the dragon tattoo sequel. I think that might be a little bit of like well, not like all of them. But, but our part. Not all of them, but some of the more like weird like garbage things that she's done seems to me like because she was in contact with Sony about reprising the role for a long time. So I feel like it was kind of a situation where she was being let on. And kind of, like, not wanting to get into deeper commitments with other, like, bigger movies because that was supposed to happen. So that's obviously complete conjecture on my part, but I would not be surprised if that was the case. In the meantime, she's like, I'll just work with Joe Wright on this musical musical adaptation of a favorite, favorite childhood story. God, I forgot that that even happened. Oh, my God. No. I, well... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah she's a, a ghost story, song to song, The Discovery, Kubo and the Two Strings, Lion, like these smaller movies. There's a lot of writing. Uno, which might actually get released this year, finally. Wow, yeah. She's just been working on smaller movies since then. Yeah, and I mean, and not all of those movies are bad, but I, Rooney Mara is a really great actress, and I would really like to see her not, like, discarded, so, <laughs> by the, the studios. We'll see. She's in Gus Van Sant's. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Sundance, the movie. <laughs> yes. I also saw that tweet, and mm-hmm. I figured it. We are good at things. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so those are the movies that we are not as excited about and are confused about. <laughs> those are the movies that we said, hey, I can get mad about that. <laughs> but uh, yes, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that you got some good suggestions. And if you want to write in on the Twitter or the email and tell us what some of the movies that you're excited about are, that would be great. We are always looking for new suggestions. Tell us how about how good Alita looks. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LTRFIPod. You we also can... have all these movies in the notes because it seems like if we actually want them to remember we'll these movies. We'll link all the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll link all the trailers in the show notes. Um, yeah, you can email us at ltrfipod at gmail.com if you have some long form thing that needs to be said to us, or if you are interested in being a guest star and have not yet been a guest star, we are always down to have all friends on the podcast. Uh, like I said, we will return very soon with third co-host Superstar Lauren. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Usually every other Tuesday, but it might be Tuesdays in a row this time. But yeah, like I said at the top of the episode, we have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, the Memento episode, we are planning to do an extended Get Out episode and also an extended Blade Runner 2049 episode. And a Women in Horror Month episode. Yes, so February is Women in Horror Month. Um, I have a couple of ideas kicking around in my head for that. If you are a woman and you like horror movies, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, specifically, because <laughs> I am probably going to take the lead on planning for that. Um, my Twitter handle is at personal maps, and you can send me a message anytime about wanting to do stuff <laughs> that has to do with that. So, yeah. And I'll be supportive. <laughs> Until next time, uh, we will talk to you soon. And Back to you. Yeah, we that need was a new, bad. We I need know. A new thing. Oh, uh, succulents. Teddy bear? <laughs> Let's see. Pillows on the bed? Uh, here, okay, I got one. Okay. Until next time, Battle Angel Alita is the worst thing I've ever seen with my own two eyes.
thank you for listening. No, that's bad. (laughs) Never mind. I hate all of you. (laughs) The podcast is canceled. (laughs) All right. Hello, and thank you for listening to Let the Right Films In. You're welcome. What? (laughs) Goddamn. Okay.